our mother father. We are son stroke daughter. We are wife stroke husband stroke partner. We are employee. We are employer. We are entrepreneur. We are business builders and members of built businesses. And we are also sometimes when we get two minutes to spare alone. We are us. We do us things, right? Um, and it's really, really challenging to be all of those things especially if you have a tribe of kids you do have a partner you are running a business you do have employees right it can be really really difficult welcome to the 1000 days sober podcast i am your host lee davy i am not an alcoholic i refuse to be anonymous i am someone that doesn't drink alcohol and i spend every waking moment of my life helping other people do the same like right now. How you all doing, folks? Hope you're doing well. I'm coming to you from rainy Cardiff. Although right now the rain has stopped, but it's been uh, downpouring the last couple of days. And it's a real challenge, right? When it's uh, when you look out of the, the window and it's dark and it's grey and it's raining. And um, it can really activate those parts within you that really just want to curl up and feel sorry for themselves, right? So for those of you out there who suffer from such things, be on your guard, okay? Be on your guard uh, and realize that the, uh, the weather outside there doesn't define us and doesn't control uh, our choices to find a way um, out of no way to make something happen and make change happen in your life. So make sure that the weather doesn't drive you into a funk. Um, talk to people. Ask people, what do you do? Get inspired to go and make a difference, okay? Anyway, I just wanted to tell all of you who are listening that um, we're going to be doing things a little bit different at Strive as we move forward. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about how we at Strive can make a, a bigger difference in the world, how we can really create or continue to create something that really matters. And one area of um, the sobriety community, if you want to call it that, that I think could do with a dose of revitalization or you know, is missing at all is, is what I call aftercare, right? So, for example... Uh, many years ago, when I stopped drinking alcohol, I read Alan Carr's book, Easy Way to Control Alcohol. Uh, and then when I gave up, I was like, oh, shit, what next? Right? It's almost like reading the book filled me, pumped me full of uh, amphetamines. And now I'm like Billy Wiz, and I've actually got, I've got nothing to do, no direction, nothing. Like, I've got nowhere to go. I'm like, I'm super amped up. I had, I had all this energy that had been released by read, reading a book and having the knowledge that alcohol had got me trapped and that I had no value. And I was like, yeah, I'm never going to drink again. I was so excited. And then I was like, what next? You know? And momentum for me at that moment, and I've seen it with numerous people, is really important. So for me, turning my sobriety into a question, what else can I change in my life? And what else, what else am I unhappy about in life? Or where else does societal conditioning actually helped me create a paradigm that is not serving to me? And that was my job, right? So it was like, okay, I'm, I'm working on the railway. Uh, why? Uh, to make money. Are you happy? No. Okay. So it's like, let's get out of this then. And so I got out of it. And then my marriage ended. And then I had to deal with that. 
And then I got myself a new job and then I had to deal with that. And then I created Strive and I had to deal with that. And that momentum for me was really important uh, because it meant that it was more difficult for me to uh, start drinking again. And then many, many, many years later, 10 years later, when I start doing some really deep work into the shadows, inner child work, um, dealing with my trauma, being more mindful and grounded and present, I go on to a new level of understanding about how I really want to show up in the world and take responsibility and be a better father, be a better leader, be a better husband, uh, or be a better son, all those kind of things, right? Um, and it really made me realize, the collective made me realize that actually you could stop drinking alcohol. You've heard me say this before. You can stop drinking alcohol and still be a right miserable bastard. You can stop drinking alcohol and still uh, trigger the hell out of those that love you, right? So for me, being someone who doesn't drink alcohol is quite literally the start of something incredible, and I want to strive to be that support network, that place, that home where you go to once you stop drinking. So moving forward, we're going to be less about, hey, if you want to stop drinking, come to Strive, and more about if you stop drinking, come to Strive, because we're going to really help you to live consciously. We're going to help you build healthier relationships with yourself, with your children, with your wife, your husband. We're going to help you um, tick off those things on your bucket list. We're going to help you understand meaning and purpose. We're going to help you understand uh, the different parts of your psyche and your trauma and your inner child and your triggers. We're going to help you to feel your feelings through to completion, to live a life full of integrity, to come from a place of consciousness, right? Uh, and to really start living the life that you've always dreamed that you could never have when you was locked in the prison of alcoholism, okay? So that is going to be the new way forward for Strive. Um, our conversations here on the podcast are going to be geared more to helping you live more consciously. Uh, the Strive method will be revamped to help you live more consciously. Um, and the community itself will be attracting people who have stopped drinking and really want to make a difference in their life, right? And that's really important that the community, Strive, still brings together people who battle with alcohol, overcome it, and now they're working together, united by a common goal to overcome alcohol and live a conscious life, okay? So if you're listening to this podcast and you've recently come out of rehab or you've stopped drinking or any of that ilk and you want help and support to fill in the white space to figure out what is going to happen next to keep that momentum going so your likelihood of relapsing big time is reduced, Come to Strive, right? Go to our website, thestrivemethod.com, or email me at thestrivemethod.gmail.com, and we'll get you involved, all right? The second thing I want to talk about is um, Magic Mind, okay? So Magic Mind is this little drink, so it's this little green drink, little green shot, which has um, 12 magical properties in it. It's a nootropic Okay, it's a nootropic. It's designed to get you into that flow state, to get you focused, to give you more energy, all the things that you want as someone who's living a conscious life, all the things that are sometimes uh, dragged away from you when you are consumed by drinking alcohol, right? Um, and the amongst these 12 ingredients, you've got things like cordyceps mushrooms, uh, lion's mane mushrooms. Sorry, is my phone going off? You've got, uh, what else you got in there? Matcha green tea, ashwagandha. Beautiful little shot. It is a power punch, right? You take them each morning, um, and I can tell you 
they've made a really, really big change in my life. Really big change in my life. I'll give you an example. I suffer from hypothyroidism, right? And the other day I was getting symptoms again. I was starting to get cold. I was getting um, wear and tear, like a, a little bit of feeling of strain uh, and uncomfortable in my arms. I was feeling tired, lethargic, all that kind of stuff. I took Magic Mind for 15 days. And only after, I think, one or two days, I noticed that the um, symptoms of hypothyroidism had disappeared. Almost like it was so important to me, I went from leaving myself a note in Asana, which is my task system, to go to the surgery up in Tlandaf to have my blood test to, I don't need to go to the surgery to have my blood test because I feel hunky-dory, right? It is amazing. It's really good. It's good to bookend your day by starting out having this shot. It lasts pretty much all day. Like, I can't believe it, like, uh, how much energy it's given me. Um, so if you're interested in that, then head over to www.magicmind.co forward slash sober. And if you want 40% off your subscription, then um, use the bonus code SOBER20 in capital letters. That's SOBER20 in capital letters. Uh, it works out about, with the subscription, about $3 a bottle. Really, really amazing stuff, okay? Right. I'm going to talk uh, a little bit about transitions today, okay? Just me, no guests, but let me have a little drink of my coffee first. I want to start by saying that um, life can be very challenging, right? Life can be very challenging because we wear many different hats. We take on very uh, different roles. We cast ourselves in this movie of life in very different roles. We are mother-father. We are son stroke daughter. We are wife stroke husband stroke partner. We are employee. We are employer. We are entrepreneur. We are business builders and members of businesses. And we are also sometimes when we get two minutes to spare alone. We are us. We do us things, right? And it's really, really challenging uh, to be all of those things, especially if you have a tribe of kids, you do have a partner you are running a business, you do have employees, right? It can be really, really difficult, okay? It can be really, really difficult. Um, and you can become really triggered. So it is really easy for your autonomic nervous system to kick into the sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight response, for the blood to rush to your uh, away from your nether regions to the extremities of your body to prepare you for fight and flight because you're in a different zone, right? When you are being a dad, you're in a very different zone and a very different energy than when you're being a boss, which is very different energy to when you're being a son, which is very different energy to when you're being an employee, which is very different energy uh, to being a husband, right? So you're in the zone. Like, that's what we want to do. We want to be, be a dad. Be in the zone, man. You want to be uh, the boss today? Be in the zone. Be a leader. Be in the zone, right? But when we are, um, our attention pulls us into multiple zones, pulls up multiple roles, we, it's very difficult. We can be very triggered. Some examples, right? So you come home from work. You've been working for 12 hours. You come home from work, you put your key in the door, you walk in, and your son, your eight-year-old son, runs to you, jumps on you and says, Daddy, 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 play with me. Daddy, play with me, right? You've just come home from work, and that's the first thing that greets you when you're home. Play with me. That could be very triggering for some people. 
Uh, some of you might be listening to this and you're like, well, yeah, I love that. I love coming home and just grabbing my kid. Some of you listening to this might be saying, well, I just want to get in, kick off my shoes, grab a beer, sit down on the couch and just chill out in front of the TV. I do not want to be playing with my kid at that moment. I need a de-stress, right? So in those moments, you can be triggered. Another one is you work from home. So you're working from home and your husband's there and he keeps asking you questions every five minutes. So you've got your Bosey soundproof headphones on and all of a sudden you have to keep taking them off all the time because your husband is asking you questions. So you're, you're part in like work mode, but you're also part in wife mode or part wife, friend, whatever you are mode, right? And it can trigger you, right? It can trigger you. Or another one is you could be spending all day looking after your kid, all day uh, with a three-year-old, well, let's go younger, all day with a one-year-old, she's hanging off your breast, sucking all day, she's crying, you're looking after her, changing nappies. And then in the night when you try to go to bed, your husband wants some time on that nipple, right? And he wants to have a suckle and he wants to, to pro poke you and prod you. And you're like, dude, <laughs> this body is not yours. It is not even mine anymore, right? That can be super triggering. So the debate becomes, well, do we want to do something about this? Do we want to do something about the fact that we get triggered when we walk through the door and our kid jumps in our lap? Do we want to do something about the fact that um, after looking after the kids all day, our husband wants sex. Do we want to do something about the fact that we're working from home and being interrupted repeatedly uh, by somebody who wants us to be a wife? Well, the truth of the matter is yourself, your true self, the perfectly imperfect, the perfectly imperfect version of you that was first designed and generated when sperm met the egg and a zygote was created, that part of you when you're in a state of flow, when you're fully conscious, when you're grounded, when you're on an elevated level, when you're closer to God or spirit or Mother Earth or your soul, whatever you want to call it, that part of you does want to do something about it, right? The self. But there are parts of you that don't want to do something about it. There are parts of you, your ego, that'll be like, nah, fuck that, right? I don't want to play with my kid, right? I don't want to talk to my wife. I don't want to give him sex, right? There'll be parts of you that won't want to do anything about this. They will be quite happy for the status quo to continue, for the triggers to happen, because you know you can handle them. Yeah, you might be drinking. Yeah, you might be smoking weed. Yeah, you might be eating lots of cake at night, but you know you can handle it all, right? So actually going there is pretty stressful and anxiety-ridden because I have to talk to him or her. I have to engage in dialogue. I have to be vulnerable. I have to say, yeah, I want to do something about this. Um, do you want to join with me and, and face rejection? There are so many. Oh, you might have to face the shame of uh, talking to your partner that I have a problem. I don't really want to be around my kids, right? So yourself, your true self, yeah, who wants to do something about it? But your false self, the ego that is being created, Thanks to, you know, the impact on us as children from our caregivers and society at large probably doesn't want to do anything about it. Right. You know, there are parts of you who just won't want to be a parent, won't want to be a lover, won't want to be a partner, a boss. And there are parts that will. And there'll be conflicts within you about that. OK, so really kind of the villains in this piece are all internal. It's our own 
internal dynamic, our own kind of uh, internal war between the gene-based learning system, uh, which is very nurturing and very loving and very compassionate, and then the nerve-based learning system that materialized about 2 million years ago, which, um, you know, leads, well, coupled with um, free market society, really leads to us uh, being more individual, more self-absorbed, want to look after ourselves and getting our own needs and wants and desires met. Um, leave everybody else to do their own, okay? So the work really becomes, in this instance, building a stronger, more nurturing, accepting relationships with those parts of your personality, those parts of your psyches, okay, that just want to keep you safe, that don't want to play with the kids to keep you safe, that don't want to give out in the bedroom to keep you safe. They don't want to keep being interrupted to keep you safe, okay? And part of this problem is if we don't build on those relationships is when we are not taking responsibility to switch from being a mother to being a lover to being an employee to being an employer to being a daughter or a partner, right? If we're not taking the responsibility ourselves for the way that we respond to the cause and effect relationship of our life, okay, then what will happen is we will slip below the line into the drama triangle and we will start to villainize everybody. We will look at our husband who wants sex as a villain, as an enemy. We will look at our child who wants to play as a villain, as an enemy. We will look at our boss because we have to go to work and we just want to stay at home with our child um, as a villain, as an enemy. And if we are casting other people in the role of villain, then what role are we playing? Well, there's only two left. You're either going to be the hero or you're going to be a victim. And all three of them are victim consciousness, right? Generally, you're going to be a victim, right? You're going to be a victim. You're going to be what I what we call in Strike Method, uh, dealing in the world of effect versus cause. You know, you think you're at the effect of everybody else, but really you're the one creating the movie. You're the one identifying different people in different roles. And you're the one saying, my wife is a villain. I'm a victim. Switching your reticular activating system on and saying, give me more of that. Show me more of that. Show me more evidence that my wife is the villain and I'm a victim. Show me more evidence why my children are villains and I'm victim, right? Like, show me more evidence that it is wrong of her not to give out, that it is wrong for my child to ask me to play. Give me more. Give me more. That is the role of the Raz, right? That is what we're doing, that part of your brain that um, really pays attention to how you're thinking and how you're feeling and gives you more of what you're telling that part of your brain that you want. Feel, I want to see Volkswagen vans everywhere, and you see Volkswagen vans everywhere, um, which is happening to me at the moment, right? So we don't want to be in that victim consciousness. We want to climb out of that victim consciousness. We want to get out of that drama triangle, get from below the line and get above the line, right? Because if we don't, what's going to happen? Well, for a lot of people listening to this podcast, you could end up drinking. You could end up drinking to numb out and not deal with it. You could end up drinking because there is a part of you telling you that you are a victim 
and you do deserve to drink because you're a victim. Poor you. And if you drink, you deserve it, right? It's the only way you can deal with these idiots and these imbeciles around you who want you to perform all these different roles is to drink, all right? But let's just take being irritable with your childhood mom. So you come home from work, your kid's really excited, your kid comes and jumps on you and wants to play with you all of a sudden, and you're like, get off me. Like you deal with them in an irritable way, which, hands up here, I do quite frequently, right? I'm not saying we need to be perfect here and live a life consistently by the line. Here at Strive, what I want to do is to help you raise awareness of when you're above the line and when you're below the line, and then take action to get back into integrity. Does that make sense? right? So I consistently, especially with my children, can get into this funk where I'm like, I'm not transitioning well, and I'm they're there, and they want to play with me. Good example, right? Zia, she'll come into my bed, six o'clock in the morning, I'm kind of expecting to wake up at half past seven. She comes in at six, she nudges me, she said, Daddy, wait. Oh, I am now. Do you want to play? No, go back to bed. Rejection, boom, smack right back in her face. Now, I'm not talking about uh, we're not, we don't have to put out and give out every single time. We've got to have boundaries. We've got to deal with people with respect. But if you slip into the drama triangle, it, 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 this, this kind of like habit, this mood, this way of being, it becomes who you are. You become a right miserable bastard. You become somebody who says no all the time without even thinking about it. That is who I became for many, many years and who I am trying to positively disintegrate away from. Okay, when I'm below the line, when I'm part activated, I'm that no guy, right? I'm that miserable guy. I'm my dad, and I'm my dad's dad, and my dad's 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 dad, right? Just putting that in there so I don't just blame my dad. So you're irritable with your child in that moment, right? Because you don't want to be a dad, right? You literally don't. You want you space, you time. You just want to lie in bed and just wake up. Right? You don't want to be a dad, right? You're not in the right frame of mind to be a dad. You haven't programmed yourself to be a dad. You haven't prepared yourself to be a dad, right? So you start to get really irritable. Now, depending on what age your child is and how often you behave in this way, that is going to have a really um, negative or could have a really negative impact on how they relate or they see themselves as perfectly whole and complete or not, and the way that they then react when they are getting in relationships with friends or later on in life when they get married uh, or have relationships, et cetera, et cetera. So you're harming the child there, right? But you're also harming yourself because you're in that energy, right? You're putting out that energy. So if you put that energy out, like I said about the reticular activating system, you put that negative no, no, no energy out, you're going to have no, no, no back. You're just going to just gonna attract that shit, right? And then... If you're a man, for example, and your partner, your woman in this case, right, speaking heterosexually because I don't know because I have not been in the same sex relationship, but my woman in my life, if I'm treating my daughter like that, boom, that is a turn off. That is a loss of respect. That is a loss of trust and security because to my wife, my daughter is everything. Conversely, if I show up, play, spend more time, I'm more conscious, and I am showing that I love my daughter and I'm spending quality time with her, then my wife feels trust. She feels security. She is turned on, right? She's like, this guy is super sexy because I am now showing up for my daughter. So repeatedly getting into this mode, not transitioning, you could really be damaging your relationship as well. Now, you can apply that little example to what it's like if you're not switched on and in work mode. When you're not switched on 
and in lover mode, when you're not switched on in husband mode or wife mode or son or daughter mode, right? Really, really important. So what do we do about this? Okay, what do we do about this? Well, come and join the Strive community is the first thing that you do, uh, do about this because we're working on this kind of stuff on a continual basis. But I want to bring you something that you can do that could really help from the mind of Brendan Burchard. Okay, if you never heard of Brendan Burchard, he's um, he's like a, a coach, a high performance guru. Uh, he's a wonderful guy. I've been to see one of his uh, three day retreats in San Diego. Super, super charged, super energetic, really good guy, um, Brendan Burchard. And he talks about this thing called transitioning. Right. So for those of you who are watching the video now, you'll see me. You'll see me physically do this. For those of you listening, just play along with me. Right. So let me give an example of transitioning. So I wake up in the morning and I know from the moment I wake up in the morning till nine o'clock in the morning, I need to be a dad. Right. 99.9% of the time. I need to be a dad. It's my responsibility to make sure that my daughter is here, brushes her teeth, washes up, gets changed, get the food ready uh, and, and lunches and stuff, walk her to school and hand her over to a teacher. Right. So I need to be a dad. So it's really important that when I wake up in the morning, okay, rather than being the no monster, I do this, okay? So I, just give myself a minute. Now I close my eyes. And I just breathe. Put one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly. And the nutrients canal. Quickest way to slip out of sympathetic nervous system state back into that equilibrium and into that parasympathetic. Is you just put your hand on your nutrients canal and breathe. So you can kind of call this part one of the process, right? We just breathe in, settle in our nervous system. And when I work with my coaching clients, I often tell them to imagine that they're a snow globe and they've just been shook up and there's all snowflakes coming down from the sky. And as you breathe and settle your nervous system, so the parallelism of the flakes, the snowflakes, just landing on the structures within that snow globe, that settling comes into being, okay? And then once you settle yourself for a couple of minutes, starting from the top of your head, going all the way down to your tippy toes, I want you to just imagine the stress and the pressure for every area of your body just being released. So with your eyes closed, hands on the nutrients, can you just think about any tension that there is in the mind, in the brain, around the scalp? And just take a big, big deep breath and say, release. And then you're thinking about any tension or any pressure behind your eyes. Release. And you think of any tension or pressure around your mouth and your jaw. Release. Now you can release by breathing and releasing this tension out into the ether your breath or you can push and channel it into the ground mother earth will always take that and you just continue all the way down 
through your throat, release. Your chest and your shoulders, release. Your heart, your stomach, your internal organs, release. The groin, the groin, the groin, sexual organs, your buttocks, hips, release. Thighs and your hamstrings, release. Knees, patella, release. Calves and your shins, release. Your Achilles, foot, toes, release. And then once you've released, I want you to rejuvenate. Fill up all that white space. It's now free of tension and fill it full of rejuvenation. So in my case, I'm going to go be a dad for these next couple of hours. So what kind of dad do I want to be? I'm going to be loving. So let me just feel what it's like. What does love feel like? Love. So just feel love. Right now I'm feeling that in my heart and in my chest. I want to be fun. I want to be a funny dad. What does fun and joy feel like? I can already feel my face changing into a smile. Hmm. I'm feeling fun, like a little tickle in my gut. I want to be silly. I want to be a silly dad. Ah, silly feels like butterflies. I want to be compassionate. I know it's not always easy for to eat a breakfast food. So I want to be compassionate. So what does compassion feel like? Back in my chest, a little bit like love. What about patience? I'm going to need to be patient with her. What does patient feel like? Hmm, interesting. Patience for me is showing up in my head. Hey, I'm going to be the best motherfucking dad I can be for the next couple of hours, man. I'm going to give that kid love, patience, compassion. I'm going to play. I'm going to be fun. I'm going to be silly. I'm also going to have patience and compassion and empathy with her because I know it's not easy for her to transition herself and get to school. I'm going to bring a light energy to it. Gonna be really conscious and present for her. Let's do this. Okay, let's do this, man. And then most importantly, you go and embody it. You go and be that person. Okay. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, then you get back into integrity. Yeah. If you're not present, if you don't show up in the way you want to, and you apologize for that little thing, you get back into integrity. You know, you talk to your parts and you figure out what went wrong. 
right? And what we're talking about here is creating what I like to call non-negotiable operating principles. <laughs> That's a mouthful, isn't it? You know, when you read about high performers in the world, they have this stream of non-negotiables in their life. They'll never waver from them, right? Operating principles, really healthy habits and ways of being and behaviors that they participate in daily to make it a subconscious way of being. They embody, they don't just do or read or listen to a podcast like this and go, that was a good idea. They embody it through action. And one of the best ways of putting action into play, as James Clear says in Atomic Habits, is habit stacking, right? So this is a good example. You wake up in the morning, what are you going to be? Are you going to be you? Are you going to be a husband? Are you going to be a dad? Are you going to be a worker? What are you going to be when you wake up in the morning? Get yourself prepared. When you come home from work, what are you going to be? Are you going to be a dad? Are you going to be a husband? Well, just have five minutes in the car going through this process. Hopefully when it's stopped and the arm breaks up and then walk into that house, not as an employee or as a boss or as an entrepreneur, walk into that house as the most loving, respectful, amazing, incredible father and husband that you can be. Okay. Create these non-negotiable operating principles in your life. All right. I hope that was really helpful for you. Um, just want to take a moment to say, I really appreciate each and every one of you for telling other people about Strive, the Strive Method, our book, this podcast. Uh, and I want to say big thanks and I love you to Stan, um, our Ukrainian uh, producer of this show who is still out in Ukraine in the midst of a war while his family is in a different country and has been for a long time. Stan, thank you for showing up for us here continually. We appreciate you. And I want to say big thank you to all our strivers over in Discord at the moment. Each and every one of you is showing up in your own way, doing what you can with the skills and the abilities and the experience that you have in this moment. You're showing up, you're being seen in the arena, and I really appreciate you, okay? And most importantly, even though they won't be listening to this, Liza, Zia, Jude, I love you so much. I right, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the 1000 Day Sober Podcast. Without you, the listener, there is no podcast. So thank you for stepping up today. Please go to your podcast player, rate and review the show. It will help people get to know about it a little bit more and we can save some more lives. Special thanks to all of our guests who make this show so magical and our Strive family for uniting in our common goal to be people who don't drink alcohol and live self-led lives. And if you want to join us, email us at thestrivemethod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you enjoyed this show, tell somebody about it. You could seriously change somebody's life. Strive on, everybody.